we need more moms and dads like that that say, I am going to be there every second of your life. Now, you may not want me there all the time, but know that I'm going to be there if you need me. Like when something's wrong, I'm, I'm going to be there. When you're playing ball, I'm going to be there. When you're pissed off, I will be there. But come see me when you need me. Life experiences that are tangled in leadership. This is the 2120 Podcast. You know, we're just two guys that started a podcast over coffee, talking about some of the things that we learned through leadership and business. And we decided to make a show about it, bringing you the insights and experiences that you can apply in your work and in your relationships. But we're so glad you're here because passing life lessons on is a gift we can all benefit from. So we're back. Josh is here again. And I just hit record because like I have two guys just kind of having a conversation and I missed the majority of it, but it was a good conversation. We were talking about, you know, Josh being here for the first time and opening up to us and kind of what he was going through. And, you know, Jim was dropping truth on him about, you know, Josh kind of made a comment like you made my head feel real, really big. And Jim was like, no, like you have to be proud of the fact we're that we're telling truth. We're, it's truth. Like yeah. own that and be, and be proud of where you've come from and where, and where you're going. And you know, Josh, because Josh is humble, took it as well. You're just, you know, you're building me up. No, like we were, we're just telling you what we see, you know, you want me to build you up? Like you're freaking strong on a bike. Like you are going to be awesome this summer when we're out riding, riding around. That's, that's building you up. Now I probably should be tearing you down with the cycling category. So like I can keep up with you, but you know, it's, it has been fun to see where you've come from, but I also kind of like, I can't wait to see where you're going to go. I mean, you have a boy right now that you're a superhero, you know, mm-hmm. the things that you're doing with him and the places you're going, you, you, you pour into him every day. He's going to look back in five, 10, 15, 20, 30, like in life and go, my dad was there every second of my life. That's my goal. Yeah. Like that's huge. So, I didn't have that relationship with my dad. It yeah. was stressed. Yeah. Um, I work very hard to not have a stressed relationship with my children. Um, I take great pride in doing that because of my childhood. Um, and that's all I'm going to say about that. No, yeah. And I think it's, that's very impactful from the standpoint of we need more moms and dads like that, that say, I am going to be there every second of your life. Now you may not want me there all the time, but know that I'm going to be there if you need me. Like when something's wrong, I'm, I'm going to be there. When you're playing ball, I'm going to be there. When you're pissed off, I will be there, but come see me when you need me, you know, and not like, I think Addison just pops into my head. Like she knows I'm there, but she doesn't always want me there. Cause I'm not that cool. You know, like she's at that point in her life where dad's not that cool, but I hope I do a good enough job along the way to say, I'm not that cool, but know that I will be there when you need me. So come see me. You know, I remember sitting, she was sitting in the chair, Jim's sitting in. I said, there's going to be a time where you are at a party and there's drinking and you've had some drinks too. If you need me to come get you, I will come get you. 
no no fight, no upset, nothing. I will come take care of you. I'll give all three your daughters my phone number. Yeah, and you know the same thing. I will thing. always be sober, and I will always come get you. Yeah, me. and that's 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 just Josh. Like, but I like I was trying to express the like, you're not going to get in trouble now. I've made stupid mistakes. I've been at the parties. I was I was drinking, but I was so I, I didn't want to call mom and dad because I didn't want to get in trouble. Addie, you're not going to get in trouble. Know that I will be there. Josh will be there. Hell, Jim will be there too. Like we'll we'll come pick you up. Um, but you got just got to call, you know. And I, if I can, if I can truly beat that into her head multiple times, the day it does happen, hopefully she looks at her phone and goes, "I'm calling dad," and then I can be there to help. Not. Uh, I'm not going to call dad. I'm just going to drive. And then something tragic happens or, you know, you know the, the bad side of things. But I, I think as you grow, your even your daughter, your daughter knows. Like you, you drive down to Iowa City to pick her up all the time. And it's like you just drop everything and you go, you know, because it's, it's what you do. You're a dad. It's a series of <clears throat> like you build trust because it's a series of promises that you don't break. Right. That, and it's and it's a delicate balance too. I think, of being a parent. It was, so I've got two grown sons, you know, two adult sons. It's a delicate balance of always being there or knowing, or, you know, making sure that they know you're always there and, and then towing the line of like, okay, do I let them make the mistake? Do I step in? Do I speak up? Like, what's that line? And you never know and you're going to cross it. But on the level that you were just talking about, Matt, is, is to, to say, like, I have proven it to you time and time again. You can Trust me in this situation. Don't ever, don't ever violate that, right? If you tell that person that you can go and if, and, and there's no judgment, like I just need to get you home safe or whatever the case might be for, for that particular situation. But there's a lecture in the car all the way home. Do you think that person, do you think she's going to call you next time? Maybe, maybe not though, right? So you got to, you, you've got to, there's a fine line. Opinion, protect that very fine line of vulnerable trust there. Yeah. I think too with like a a fourteen year old daughter, like she doesn't get it, so she just takes it as me coming down on her, and maybe like I I like there will be times I need to come down, right? I need to, I need to be very firm and go. This is how it needs to be, but every situation is different, and if I'm truly going to get Addie to buy into me, I have to support some of the decisions she makes, but I have to I I. I need to kind of just take a step back from being a dad and go, okay, how is she gonna how is she gonna process this? Because you have to wear different hats with your with your with your people. Like, I can't wear the same hat for every associate that I work with. I, I have to change my hat because I may say something in a firm way that breaks them down, or I may say something in a firm way that like I get it. I'm gonna attack it now because they they needed that firm. Or Addie, I'm learning about her. Like she's going through changes and like she's becoming a woman. And like now you have these, this word called hormones that she's dealing with and it's up and it's down. And I have to, I have to, I have to kind of process what Addie I have in front of me because it, it, it is different. There's days where there's that glimmer of hope. Like she still loves me and she wants to hang out with me. And then two seconds later, it's gone. She's locked in her room. So I have to know what Addie I'm getting before I deliver a message. But I just hope that you know, over the years of working that she knows that no matter what, I'm always going to love her. No matter how bad she screws up, I'm always going to love her. Mm-hmm. When she needs help, I'm going to be there because I love her. And if we do a good job now as parents, they will do a good job down the road as parents. 
I'm, I'm a firm believer of that. And as employees. Oh, yeah, 100%. There oh, you're ask. absolutely right. Yeah, you see that, like especially in my business, because I have a lot of high school and college kids. You see the high school and college kids that had a good parent system, that are they're very respectful, they're always on time, they have great morals and values, and like they're just great associates. And then you see some that struggle a little bit. And as you learn more about them, they don't have a mom. They don't have a dad. I don't talk to my mom. I don't talk to my dad. Um, I didn't have the best home life. And it's like, okay, now it's my job to pour into you and give you more. And you're, cause you're part of our family, you know? And that's, you know, one thing that I'm, I think most proud about my company is we're a retail business that's family. You know, like I see sometimes some weekends, most weekends that I work, I see my family at work more than I see my family at home. You know, I'm with you every day. And if I'm not helping you with some of the things that you're dealing with, like as a, as a parent, I'm failing my family at work. So our job is to, you know, like for you, like to see things, challenge you, push you and see what comes out. It's, it's no different than here in this conversation or at, in, in your workplace. It's your, your job as a leader, your responsibility as a leader. Jim's just staring at me like, are you processing something or what do you yeah, do? I'm just thinking about where to take it. Like the, I got, I'm thinking about Josh a little bit in this settings here. And like, here's the thing is you're one of those guys that doesn't say much. Right. And, and our listeners are kind of picking up on that, but what they don't get a chance to see because they don't know you to the way that we do is when you say something that's worthy of listening to, right. It's not just, it's not just talk. It's, um, it's like the silent assassin, right? That's, that's what somebody called my wife. Like one of the, the trainers that I took her to a training in Orlando with me and she sat in the room and Joe looked at her and he said, man, like you don't say much, but when you say something, it's thoughtful and it's powerful. And you were like the silent assassin. Like, that's how I kind of think of you. You probably take a little pride in those words anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <like> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I just, um, I, I think the insights that you bring, um, Everybody has like, I have a different perspective than both of you. And that's true for each of you, right? Mm -hmm. You have different perspectives on things and, and you're shaped from your experiences of growing up and you're shaped from what you were taught, what you weren't taught, what you had to learn, um, who invested in you. And I, like, we're just a product of all of these relationships. It's a, it's a really crazy thing when you start to think about the connectivity between people and who who they had pour into them. And you know, it's, it's it, like, there's nothing stronger than just being able to like build camaraderie with another person like this. You probably saw a lot of that. Um, yeah. Um, it's not always true. What part? Um, that camaraderie, mm. a lot of people have hidden agendas. Yeah. So when you actually find those people, who actually care, you stick with them. Mm. Hence you two. Mm -hmm. I had, uh, when I was having my struggles, I had a guy take care of me, like mentor me, like took me. So I had a drinking problem. Um, when I quit drinking, my boss at the time was a recovering alcoholic. He said, Josh, Let's go bowling. So we went bowling every day oh, after wow. work until I felt comfortable to go home and not reach for a bottle. 
Um, he is one of my uh, biggest role models. You both know him. Yep. I'm not gonna. I don't know if you know him, who I'm talking about or not. But um, that's what I look for in friends: is someone who's gonna speak the hard truths to you, but then also support you when you need it. Just like you said, as a parent, you treat your friends like you would your children. If you're a true friend, you're honest with them, good, bad, or ugly, whatever. Hmm. And that's what drew me to you two. I just, I don't, like, I'm at that age in my life right now where I don't have time for bullshit. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. I don't have a simpler way to say it. I don't want to be around people that uh, either bring drama that's unnecessary and that's different than having a compassion when somebody's going through a situation. That's completely different. I'm just saying people that create drama because they want them to be the center of attention. I have a hard time with that and I'm probably not going to be with them very long or to your point, the hidden agendas. No, like I, I I'm going to see that or you're going to show it to me, however it's going to be. And I'm going to be like, no, that's not, we're, we're good. I can still consider you a friend, but you're not going to be in that inner, inner circle at all. That inner circle is an inner circle for a reason. You're right. So you just said <clears> the <throat> words, which I want, where I wanted to go next was inner circle. Mm. Like we, we did a podcast on why they're so important. And like you need to find an inner circle and this and that. And like when, after you listen to this, this completely shows off what an inner circle is. And obviously we're, we're talking in personal, like you're talking about drinking and like, this is part of the inner circle. When, when you have that, you are completely comfortable with saying something and getting a response or a reaction or, you know, just you want to let me know, you know, that's, you know, you have an inner circle when you're so comfortable to say something and not be worried about what I'm going to think. Right. It's, that's exactly what I was just going to say. The inner circle is a judgment free zone. Exactly. I might not like what you're doing. I'm not going to question your motives for it, but I'm going to coach the behavior around it. Yeah. And it's like, I'm just thinking about a, a, a not good inner circle. If you would open up to someone, like I may go, man, I was talking to Josh today. Do you know he had a drinking problem? Right. And like then somebody else knows about what you just came to me and said. And whether you hear it or not, obviously it's on a podcast, you're going to hear it. Like you may not want me to tell somebody else, but you thought out you were, I was comfortable enough and you were comfortable enough with me to open up. And I just completely squashed that because someone's going to walk up to you one day and say, Hey, I heard you did bubble. What? Who told you that? Well, Matt and I were talking. Oh, like you just, the trust that we built up is now gone because of it. But I think about like what we have support. We have, um, challenge, you know, be able to challenge each other, make each other better. Um, you know, there's no, never ill will towards anything. Like I never, like I, I've never been frustrated with you. I've never been frustrated with you. Um, you know, you both have said things to me that I needed to hear, you know, like you're good, but you're not good right here. Like, let's, let's fix this. And I've been okay with it. Like, it's not like I want to put my fists up and fight because you're, you're my best friends. Like that is the true description of what an inner circle is, is what we're just talking about right now. Like just a natural conversation between three guys and, one starts to open up and you can just see like Jim leans in and wants to hear more. Like I'm watching Jim look at Josh and like Josh is telling his story and like you just, you see this, a little smile comes on his face. Like it's, it's just, it's impactful. You know, that doesn't happen by accident. 
that happens over years of us being together and, and doing this. And, you know, like I can confidently say that this is the, you know, this is my inner circle. Like if, you know, if I need something, I'm calling you or I'm calling you. Otherwise, I'm not calling any, for the most part, anybody else because I know that Jim will spit truth into me and tell me, you know what, you can't do this. Josh will say, nope, we're not doing that. It's dumb. You know, and like, I'm okay with that. Like, let's, like thank you. And, and we move on. But man, like, you have no idea. Maybe you do a little bit how much I appreciate this right here. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Same. Ditto. For sure. <laughs> Definitely. It's just. <clears throat> Having a uh, positive inner circle has been life-changing for me because I didn't always have that. I picked the wrong circles most of the time because of my life choices, but this inner circle here has made me a better human and brought all the good out of me instead of hiding that and then towing lines. Did you have a best friend growing up? Yeah. How about you, Matt? Yeah. So did I. And, and to this day, like we were, uh, we were so close, right? We spent every weekend together. We camped together. We hung out. We went bowling. We went skating when we were young. Then it was movies. And then we double dated and, and all of these things. And then, uh, at 21, I'm married and the gap began to increase between me and my best friend at that point. Now, Here's the crazy thing. A few years ago, I called him out of the blue because I had heard that there were some struggles that he was going through. I texted him first. I still had his number in my phone. Now, it's been a while, okay? He, his reply back was with exclamation points. Who is this? I said, it's Jim. And I put my last name just so he knew in case, you know, there's another Jim, Jim in his right? life. You know? <clears throat> he says, what do you want? And so I called we ended up grabbing a car ride that day. Now this is, this is I'm in my late 30s, so this is this is 10, 12 years ago. Keep in mind, between age 21 and say 38, for example, that 17 years, very little interaction with him at all. I get in the car with him that day, and we just started doing what we did when we were teenagers, and we drove around and talked. But this time we were talking about what was going on. And I just asked him, I said, can I, can I give you some advice? Like, you know, I love you. And I said that that's the only time I ever said that to him. And I think we always knew it. Right. And he's like, yeah. Like, and I just, I just spoke truth. And I said, you need to stop what you're doing. This is, this, I don't know what you're trying to do, but I'm just going to say it from my perspective. If you keep down this path, your life's going to go really bad. And here's the crazy thing. It took us zero time to get there. It was just like, nope, we're there, right? Because we know each other so well. And now, see, that's 12 years ago. He's still, I consider in my inner circle, I still consider him a best friend. We don't hang out. We don't get, you know, like our wives. Or, we all know each other, but we just don't get together. There is zero chance that there's, like, let me say it this way. There is nothing I wouldn't do for him today, right now. That's never going to go away. And I feel the same about him with me, you know, in that case. And it's, you know, we've never got like personal about that when we were talking about inner circle stuff. We were, I think it was a little bit more kind of business at times, but that to me, 
that's one of the most, um, I think that's one of the things I'm most proud of is some of those relationships that I've got. And that's where I kind of feel like, you know, let's say one of us moves away and it's 10 years that I haven't seen you. We're going to hit the ground running pretty fast. For sure. We won't have to play small talk very long. How's the kids? How's the weather? How's the sports? Oh yeah, whatever. No, we're going to go right straight into like, what's going on, man? Like so good to see you. Whether you'd let me give you a hug or not. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think there's three categories. You have acquaintances, you have friends, and then you have people that like are there and they're 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 always going to be there no matter what. No matter where you're at in your life, where you're at in the country, like to Jim's point, like you just make a phone call and you instantly just catch up. You can't do that with just friends. You can't do that with acquaintances, but the ones that have that that show up for you and the ones that you would show up for them are the ones where you just instantly just start talking. And then you look at the clock and go, Holy shit, it's been an hour. Like we should probably hang up. Like, no, like let's just keep talking. You know, I got, I have a buddy that's it's, it's in Altoona and we don't talk very often. He's one of my best friends, but when we do like we talk and it's good and like, I, I miss him in my life. Like I wish he was closer. I wish there was, but you know, the excuses come. You know, if I really wanted to go see Jeff, I could go see Jeff. Like he's, he's two hours away. Like if I really wanted to go see him, I could go see him, but I allow life to get in the way. If I want to go see you, I just go see you. Like you're, you're my backyard. It's easy. It's super easy. Right. But there's a guy who is, you know, one of my best friends who I talk maybe on a month, monthly basis. Sometimes it's not that, but he's not that far away. You know, like how impactful would it be just we're, we're meeting today. Let's go and just meet halfway and just, and just talk and hang out. But he has life. I have life. And you know, the, the problem is we just, we don't make time for it, you know, but no, I think we should wrap up. Like this is obviously, this is kind of tough for you a little bit, but I think you're, I think you're in a great spot right now in life. Yeah, I agree. We're not going anywhere. So I'm just going to say this, like, we could make this the thirty-one twenty, right? Because yeah, permanently, Josh, it's, it is actually really fun to have you here. And and even though maybe you feel like you didn't talk a lot, like where where we got, like this was some fun stuff today. This this is something that when we were talking about the twenty-one twenty, at times I thought you know it'd be kind of fun to just to be kind of peel it back and get into some of the personal stuff a little bit. Not not like I'm gonna bare my soul necessarily, but talk about some of the things that have been really important in our life to us. And we do that from time to time. Oh, for sure. But I, but I think you brought a, you brought a different element to it. Well, even like Jim said earlier, like when you do talk, it's pretty impactful and you had some pretty impactful statements when you said some things. So no, we, uh, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks for the invite. Well, we'll have you back. Yeah. We'll have you, we'll have you back. All right. Let's wrap up. I'm Matt. I'm Jim. I'm Josh. We will see you next week. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the 2120 Podcast. Hey, everyone, this is Jim, and Matt and I want to ask you for a favor. If you've gotten something out of these conversations, if you've been entertained, or maybe you've learned something valuable that will help you improve or your business improve, then the best way to pay us back is to like this podcast, give us a review, and let others know about it. And that will help fuel our fire to keep going and keep bringing you awesome content. We'll see you next time.